Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro-Life Podcast. In this episode, we're going to share with you some highlights from 2020, things that God did on the sidewalk at the abortion centers, and things that He's doing in our nation, even in spite of the chaos and confusion. Stay with us. I felt your passion, touched your heart. All right. Welcome to the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast. Appreciate you guys tuning in and uh, appreciate that you guys share this podcast because we know that you do, because if you don't, you're a bad person. And so please do share this podcast. Please review. Give us a good review. Thumbs up review. Actually, five-star review would be great. And, uh, and the Lord might give you extra points or something. I don't know. Extra Might. jewels in your crown, you Maybe never know. Maybe extra jewels you in your, until you in get your there. crown. Yeah, exactly. So we wanted to bless you guys that listen and that tune into the podcast um, with some highlights from 2020. It's been an amazing year with a lot of rough spots. Yeah. But there's been some great news on our front. Yeah, there's been some good news. Mm-hmm. There's been some struggles. There have been. 2020, I think, I don't think we have to tell you guys that it's been uh, quite the year yep. with all of the craziness. And uh, one of the worst things of all is that Alex Trebek died. You heard that was about sad. that? That was very sad. That was sad. Yeah. And then there's some kind of uh, disease that's been going around or something. I forget. I've heard. Something heard about that. Something. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's been rough. It's been a rough year. And but, it's, but it's 2020, so there's it's 2020. vision. 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 And I think that's something we really have seen this year. Do you know how many year? pastors probably have in uh, 2019, <laughs> probably December 2019, or maybe their, their New Year's message for 2020 uh-huh. preached on 2020 vision and yeah. how this is going to be uh-huh. a year of vision? Probably 99.9%. Probably. Yeah. And if they didn't, they missed a good opportunity to touch on that. But. Yeah. Um, I think for some, they were maybe if they had a vision of how wonderful things were going to be, maybe they were surprise, maybe surprise. They were surprised. <laughs> um, however, we're not sharing gloom and doom. Not actually. at all. We're sharing not highlights. God did mm. some stuff. Some this amazing year. stuff. Some pretty amazing things yeah. that we're going to give glory to God for. Amen. And so we thought we'd do a podcast highlights of 2020. What has God been doing through? Previously, Cities for Life. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Now, Love Life. Right. And uh, so, what's the Lord been doing? Well, He's been doing some pretty amazing things. I like yes. to say amazing. <laughs> I noticed. It's a little yeah, different than why, amazing. Okay. I think I think amazing is a step above amazing. Okay. What do you think? Well, then it's definitely amazing things that yes. we're going to talk about. Amen. Yeah. So, one of the first things, because this has been the the big story. And the yeah. news, of course, yeah. is coronavirus. Right. We did a podcast last week, week, right. couple weeks ago, right? Yeah. About the vaccine, yeah, so you guys can that, that just uh, got posted last week. I think, yeah, right. And you, you guys can can uh, partake in that and argue with us about how wrong we were, right. which some folks we have, and that's fine. <laughs> I don't, I don't mind being corrected. Um, but that's been the big story. Yeah. And we really had initially. The beginning of this year, some some pretty difficult struggles with even what to do. Yeah, because uh, there was a there was a shutdown. There was a, a 
statewide deal where we were not supposed to, we were supposed to be basically in our Sheltering homes. Sheltering at home. Yeah, the, the stay-at-home order that was right. in place. I think right. it first started in the county. There's a county stay-at-home order, mm-hmm. and then the state enacted a stay-at-home order. And so we were really stuck with the questions like, what do we do in the what midst do we do? of this? And, of course, our first question was, is the abortion center going to be open? Yeah. And it was. That was deemed an essential service. And I think there was no doubt in our mind then we need to be out there. Yeah. If the abortion center's open, we need to be out there. And uh, our strong preference was to do that legally. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> we don't want to just break the law and no, have problems no. with the police. Yeah. So we really we poured over the stay-at-home, what was it called? The stay-at-home order. Order. Yeah. And, um, and made sure that what our rights were and... Yeah. And one of the things that we said initially, at least I said in my heart and before the Lord, it's like, Lord, I don't want to just break the law. I'm not just out here just to to break the law. But if the abortion clinic is determined to be essential, then us being out there and offering those moms another option and proclaiming the gospel, that's essential as well. That's right. And so we kind of stuck with that as our our guiding premise. Yeah. That if they're essential, we're essential. And so we're going to be out there. And there was, um, you know, it's hard to almost think back then, but I remember that first day thinking when, as I was driving out there, no one, no one else on the road and thinking I could end up in jail. I'm not sure what's going to happen. And even just wrestling in my own conscience, if they say go home, but they don't shut the doors, lock the doors of the abortion center, do I go to jail? Yeah. Um, or do I go home to fight another day? Yeah. What, what do I do? So, I remember there was a lot of uncertainty, a lot of fear. We lost several counselors. I don't think yeah. so much from fear, though some of them from fear, but some of them because all of a sudden their kids are out of school yeah, and they, they had That's to be home. a difficult thing to deal they with. They had to school their kids and be home. So it was it was rough. Yeah, it was rough, and uh, there were some arrests that took place. There were. I remember. Um, so I remember when the first uh, the countywide stay at home order was in place. It was the Thursday actually when it went into place, and I came out there. I was listen if they're if they're going to be open at the abortion center, that I'm going to be out there. And so I was there, and I was pretty much expecting the police to show up and, and start arresting us. They didn't. They didn't bother us. Even that next Saturday, Saturdays, a lot of times the police are out there at the Latrobe Abortion Center, all the abortion centers here in Charlotte. There's a police right. presence on yeah. Saturdays. Yeah. And uh, on Saturdays, they, they left us alone. Yeah. However, um, with our friends, uh, this, again, was before we merged together with Love Life. So uh, Justin and Andre and some of the other guys with Love Life. So actually, some of these founding members of yeah, Love some, Life, Yeah, right? some of the original Love Life folks were yeah. actually in Greensboro, and they were experiencing some issues in Greensboro with the local authorities, which I thought Charlotte would be worse than Greensboro, but at that I time it was not. Right, yeah. And they started arresting people in Greensboro. I believe mm-hmm. that was on like a Monday after our stay-at-home order came in place locally. I think when the state one came in to play on that next Monday or something. I don't know the timeline exactly. They started arresting people in Greensboro. And then um, that following Saturday, which we did a podcast about the arrests there and kind of working through civil disobedience and what that looks like. And how can we as Christians, uh, how do we handle that as Christians? And then that next Saturday, they actually started arresting people here in Charlotte. As a matter of fact, our our founder, David Benham, founder of Cities for Life, was actually arrested out here. Yeah, yeah, and at the time that they were arresting, I believe there were eight 
people involved, arrested right here on, on Latrobe. And yeah. I was on the RV at the time. I was here. Yeah. But I was on the RV where a mom not only chose life, but committed her life to Jesus. Yeah, and um And, you know, I came out and <laughs> half, you know, half the people out there had been arrested. And, and I remember just be, walking into the circle of the policemen and saying... Yeah. Do you know what just happened? Here you are arresting people who are fighting for life, and there's a mom who has chosen life and um, and even committed her life to to God. And what what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. And that was April, right? Of yeah, 2020. It was right after it. I mean, it, yeah, and it yeah. was in the midst of the 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 crazy and the scare and it's like yeah. all of the unknowns and listen there's still some unknowns for sure yeah. with the coronavirus and even with the vaccine coming out and all of that um but yeah the police were arresting people here in charlotte i remember that day when the arrests were taking place i was actually there yeah. and uh we had gotten wind i believe of matter of fact one of the police officers the major came over and basically threatened me threatened with arrest you, right, and said right you know if if you're out here if you have he said at that time more than 10 people out here um, you're going to jail. Which we didn't. Well, we didn't as Cities for Life, but right. some individuals came along. Love Life at that point mm-hmm. uh, had called off the prayer walk, so mm-hmm. there was no prayer walk happening, but they yeah. said, if you come out on your own, there's nothing we can do about that. Yeah. What's funny is, um, talking about more than 10 people, they ultimately did arrest um, some folks because there were more than 10 people out there. Uh, they would have passed right by the park, who there were pictures of that same day in the park of people all in the park, ga- gathered together, far more than 10. Far more than 10. And Home Depot right. was swamped, I think, that right. day on that right. Saturday. We got photographs so, of the line at, yeah, absolutely. at Home Depot so, and the cars in the parking yeah. lot. But who they chose to arrest were the peaceful the Christians prayer that were out there praying. Christians. And I remember that day when arrests started taking place, I was for sure that I was going to jail. Yeah. Because I know we've, we've always tried to have a, a good relationship with the police, but there's yeah. one police officer, one of the majors, I'm not going to name his name, who's just, for some reason, just doesn't like us. I don't know yeah. what his issue is, yeah. but I was sure because he was been chomping at the bit to, to arrest me or write me a citation, which he's, he's written me citations. That's for another podcast. But um, I was for sure I was going to jail. Right. And so I kind of gave my going down in a blaze of glory speech on the microphone. I set up the microphone yeah. um, and started just proclaiming the gospel and offering help to the moms going in. And I thought I was going it's down It's your last sure. hurrah. You're going to go down I'm going in a blaze down. of glory. Yeah, God's so, glory. So I'm, I'm there on the microphone. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing my thing there. And I'm, I'm thinking, okay, the police officer is going to come up behind me any minute. So I'll put my arms behind my back. I'm <laughs> not going to resist arrest or anything like that. <laughs> and uh, nobody came. And so I kept on going. <laughs> nobody came. I got a little louder, you know. Hey, I'm the last hoorah. I'm going to go for it. And uh, still nobody came. And I, so I put the microphone down and, and walked back to my spot on the <laughs> sidewalk. I was like, okay, I guess I'm not going to jail. Come to find out, actually, because I asked the major, why didn't you arrest me? It's not like I wanted to get arrested, so don't misunderstand me. But I'm like, I mean, I was expecting. One, yeah, I was expecting. Yeah. I'm like one of the first people there. What's going on? They said, well, you were one of the first 10 that were there. So therefore, uh. we couldn't arrest you. Okay. Long story short, people were arrested, but uh, the Lord used that in some some very powerful ways. So uh, so Justin, the founder of Love Life, kind of gives this real, I mean, it's it's a biblical concept here, where in Acts 1-8, you know the passage in Acts 1-8? You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. So that was Acts 1-8. Yeah. 
But actually, that didn't happen until Acts 8.1. Acts 8.1 is when persecution broke out, and the church was actually driven from Jerusalem. So they sort of stayed in Jerusalem until persecution came. And then, Acts 8.1, the gospel begins to spread into Samaria, and ultimately uh, to Judea, to Samaria, and ultimately to the uttermost parts of the earth. I get where you're going with this. This is good. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so God uses or used the coronavirus stuff and uh, the stay-at-home orders and the arrests and all that stuff to really broadcast the message of love life Mm -hmm. and the mission of love life and to really stir up. Um, churches and pastors yeah. to say, hey, yeah. these are people that are willing to lay their lives down right. for the cause of Christ, yeah. for the cause of the unborn. And so yeah. pastors, I mean, there are pastors, one pastor, as a matter of fact, in Greensboro, mm-hmm. who has a church near the abortion clinic in Greensboro, who had never at one point in his ministry had never spoken about abortion, but was always kind of the elephant in the room for him because there's an abortion clinic right near their church. Right. Yeah. Well, that pastor got stirred up to the point years before, a couple of years before when Love Life came to his door and asked him, hey, can we use your church to launch our prayer walks? He got stirred and began to, to preach about life and people in his church got free from past abortions and mm-hmm. they go and do the prayer walks. But mm-hmm. that pastor is to the point where he was actually one of the pastors that was arrested in Greensboro for praying out in front of the abortion clinic. Now, wow. keep in mind, the abortion clinic is right next door to his church. Yeah. And so he had every right to be there. He was not yeah. violating any law. And don't want me to get into all the legal stuff, because it's actually all still going through the court systems, yeah. all the legal stuff that's going to come from that. Um, anyway, the point is, God used that to stir up pastors, to stir up churches, yeah. uh, to really bring the message of love life that, hey, churches need to be at these abortion centers praying and interceding to the nation and and to the nations. Yeah, so here's a terrible thing that, I mean, it really was terrible, and it is terrible. Coronavirus is terrible, but it it was definitely um, led to some really wonderful things happening. Yeah. And specifically then um, as the, the sidewalk counselors in Cities for Life were also very much in the news for, I remember reporters coming out all the time and talking to us in those early days and asking what we're doing there and how do we feel and why are we exempt, which we were, we were considered an exempt ministry. Yeah, well, they they finally realized that we were, actually. Yeah, we had to kind of fight for, we had read the orders carefully and figured out, and and we we were careful about social distancing and even marked lines on the sidewalk. But anyway, the kind of the next big milestone in 2020 was ultimately, I think, Love Life really started, and maybe you can speak about this, yeah. started looking at, um, hey, sidewalk counseling is an absolutely integral part in the church rising up to fight this demon of, of abortion, and we are, our ministry is to raise church awareness and, yeah. and presence, and maybe we need to think about merging and combining. And that was a huge event for us. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, we have always, with Love Life, walked hand in hand with them. Exactly. They'd always walked hand in hand with us. There was never any competition or anything like that, because what we did was sidewalk counseling. We trained up people to be an effective Christian witness at their abortion center. Of course, mainly focused here in Charlotte, although we do have chapters in other cities, but our main focus was here. And I had actually at the beginning of this year, and I talked to you a little bit about it before there's even any talk of, of love life and mm-hmm. us merging with them. I had in my heart 
to bring people here to our office. We're right now at our office that's not far from the Latrobe Abortion Center mm-hmm. where those arrests took place here in Charlotte, and where 150 to 200 babies die every week here yeah. in Charlotte. It was my heart to bring people in who look at what's what God's doing through Cities for Life, who want to get trained, and then send them back out to their city, not necessarily yeah. being a Cities for Life yeah. chapter or anything like that, but just take what God has taught us and sow it into other people. Because I really felt like... You know, the Lord has taught us some precious truths about yeah. ministry, and He's really helped us with, a, I think, a really good balance of truth mm-hmm. and grace. Mm-hmm. And so I really wanted to sow that into other people yeah. and help train them up. And we'd been contacted all the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean from yeah. all over the nation, Absolutely. people would, would call and say, what are you guys doing? Because we'd report on, on social media really some great um, fruit of, of our yeah. ministry here. And so it was, hey, we, you know, God gave us the, these experiences and this knowledge. We need to share it. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was on my heart at the beginning of this year before even the corona stuff. Right. And we talked yeah. about putting together like a mini conference and, and doing some things where we can yeah. have people fly in and we train them and send yeah. them out. We take them to the abortion center here. Right. So that was in my heart. And I began to share that a little bit with Justin. And what was in Justin's heart is, of course, uh, seeing the nation really turn its heart toward the unborn, yeah. see the churches rise up. And it just became evident that these two ministries are really a hand-in-hand sort of thing. Yeah. Like the sidewalk ministry, it comes out of the local church. Mm-hmm. Our, you can't volunteer with Cities for Life mm-hmm. without being part of a local church. So we right. want ministry to come out of a local church. When a mom chooses life, we plug her into a local church with a mentor. So that's a, that's Which a was natural through flow. Love Life. It was through Love, Love Life, Life that was doing yeah. that part of the process. We were getting a lot of our volunteers from Love Life. Mm-hmm. And they would come to the prayer walks, and then they would want to take it a step further, and they would come and do sidewalk counseling and get trained to do that. So anyway, as Justin and I talked, and even especially when this coronavirus stuff hit, and there was a um, kind of like this question of, are we essential or are we not? And then, of course, we answered that question and say, yeah, we're essential, and we're going to be out there. The arrest took place. All this kind of combined together kind of at the same time. Those arrests took place, and it really spurred Justin and the leadership of Love Life to think, hey, God's doing something in the midst of this. And to the point where, because they weren't doing prayer walks, and at that time, Love Life um, had chapters in here in Charlotte, started here in Charlotte, just like Cities for Life did. Mm-hmm. Then in 2018, they moved to the Triad and the Triangle here in North Carolina. So that's like Greensboro is the Triad, and then Raleigh is the Triangle area. And then they, in 2019, launched in New York. So that was kind of like what Justin shares he thought was the uttermost parts of the earth. Little did he realize that God wanted to take it beyond this. So anyway, the prayer walks and everything were kind of put on pause because of Mm -hmm. coronavirus. Mm -hmm. So Love Life, I think God inspired the idea to actually, let's do kind of a virtual prayer walk where we go to the different individuals because in some states, there couldn't be more than five or ten people out there. Mm-hmm. So let's go to a place where, you know, let, let's let's zoom in and have somebody who's out there in New York, somebody who's out there in uh, Philadelphia or somebody who's out there at the abortion center in New Jersey or wherever it might be. And let's see what God is doing there and let's mm-hmm. encourage the church to be praying. So that became ultimately what, call, what we call now Love Life Live. Mm-hmm. We're doing a live prayer walk mm-hmm. where you see people who are... Around the country at this point, I think we have 20, 25, maybe more than that people who are at abortion centers. This happens on Saturdays at 9 o'clock Eastern, and uh, we go to their city. What's God doing there in your city? And we have different prayer points, just like we do at the prayer walks. Right. Yeah. And that, of course, um, spurred more people to want to get involved in their city. Like, how can I bring love life here? 
And so now out of that sprung Love Life America. Right. And around the same time that this is being talked about, this is when we're talking about merging together with Cities for Life and Love Life, because after all, if we're going to bring Love Life, there needs to be a sidewalk presence there. Right. And so how are we going to do that? And so it, it became evident, like, okay, we need to merge these two ministries together. And so I was we asked... The, we had the expertise for the sidewalk ministry, yeah. and they had the expertise for, for how to get the churches involved. Yeah, absolutely. And those yeah. are a hand-in-hand ministry. Absolutely. They're not separate ministries. Mm-hmm. They're together. Right. And so I was asked to come on board with Love Life to merge Cities for Life together in with Love Life and to become the director of Sidewalk Missionaries. And so, voila, here I am, director of Sidewalk Missionaries, which is basically uh, the same role except more national. So Mm -hmm. instead of uh, raising up local sidewalk counselors, which you and I both do together, and we're still involved in that in some measure, you're you're more involved in that now than I am as far as locally. Uh, but really raising up what we're calling sidewalk missionaries, which yeah. we did a podcast about some months ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's kind of the, the, I guess, the short, really, of a pretty yeah. miraculous story that God used the arrests and things like that to ultimately propel Love Lives and Cities for Life into yeah. more of a national spotlight yeah. and bring us a national vision and a national focus. And it's so cool as as we're looking back over the year, because while it was going on, I sure wasn't aware of, of yeah. all of this, like seeing God's hand. I knew I know God's hand is in everything, but it, hindsight is um, is such a great way to uh, to recognize the hand of God working, how he he works everything for good. And it was just miraculous. Yeah. And and one of the immediate benefits, of course, as as we combine with Love Life and all this uh, really increased um, press and um, and news presence reporting on what we were doing was we start getting volunteers. Amazingly, even during those COVID months, yeah. we're getting requests for, hey, we'd love to come volunteer with you. And over the months, that has um, really been increasing, which is another highlight. Searching for volunteers, anyone who's involved in any ministry knows that finding volunteers, faithful, dedicated volunteers, is hard. Yeah, it and, sure is. Um, and this is Especially a, in this kind of ministry. Exactly. This is such a difficult ministry, but we have had a steady stream of volunteers. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. The and Lord's really blessed us with some... Some pretty wonderful people, some amazing, people that are amazing remarkable people. individuals, I can yeah, tell you. Yeah. And some that have, I guess in their minds, never thought that they would be ministering at an abortion center, but as they saw what God was doing here in Charlotte, even in spite of the arrests and all of that, they were like, Man, I, I gotta I gotta step up my game and yeah. I've got to be involved in this thing. Yeah, so, and there were people that were just so angry. At the thought that an abortion center is open and no one's going in there to say, hey, you're not social distancing or why are you an essential service? But that beautiful little home business or small business on Main Street is being shuttered by COVID. And there was a lot of anger. There was was an anger over what was clearly (laughs) the attempt to silence the Christian voice and allow an abortion center. To, to remain open. And so some volunteers came saying, this is not right. They yeah. recognize the injustice and, and they wanted to become a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. So the wonderful result, when you've got a lot of volunteers, you've got two great ministries that have merged and are um, united under God in, in that mission to save the unborn. Well, guess what? 
unborn babies were saved. Yeah, and, um, absolutely. Yeah, we have a faithful volunteer who keeps track of, of um, yes, we do. Of the Ms. number Chrissy, of Chrissy. Who keeps a meticulous record of yeah. babies that are saved. So I texted her today. There were two babies saved uh, today. One at Planned yeah. Parenthood and one at um, um, at Latrobe, and um, which brought the total for this year. Chrissy tells us up to, uh, to four hundred thirty-six babies yeah. that are saved this year. What makes it even more amazing is this is in the midst of the just horror yeah. of what happened with Corona. And if there were times when it was you, me, and maybe, maybe one other sidewalk counselor yeah. out there where it was pretty skeletal. Yeah. At the teams. very beginning stages of the coronavirus. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was this new wave of, of pro-abortion um, people, young, young people, and they very aggressive and, um, and, very, very determined not to let a single woman speak to us or think that we were someone that should be spoken with. And in spite of all of that, to have that many babies saved. Yeah. And and that's just here in Charlotte. Yeah, that's just in Charlotte. And I will say this, now I, I wish I could quantify a number, but I will say just through observation, yeah. maybe anecdotally, mm-hmm. um, but I think you'd agree with me I that would. we've seen... Yeah. Less people arriving at the yeah, abortion centers yeah. in Charlotte. Yeah, I I think certainly. Yeah, I, I so mean, I would it, say their numbers are down, and yet still, yeah. you know, we're we're about on par with what we yeah. have normally seen year by yeah. year with babies that are that are saved at yeah, the abortion so, centers. Yeah, so so we think that the ratio is probably higher of babies yeah. saved, and we know that abortion rates generally are down. Yeah. So um so to say, and I think they're down. I think there was recently a report in I can't remember pro, one of the pro life news things that that said that that attributed the um the decreased abortions to so many more women and were choosing life because there was such a strong pro life presence. And um, and so uh, we did also just uh, find out today the number of babies saved nationwide because in terms of nationwide, where love life yeah. has expanded, and right now that's 661 yeah. and counting. 661 babies that have yeah. been saved. I mean, think about yeah. that, guys. This is 661 individuals who were scheduled to die but now are alive and uh, and will live because somebody was standing there offering another alternative. Listen, guys, the lie that women come to an abortion center and they already got their minds made up is just that it is a lie. Exactly you, what I was just going to say. These women are yeah. coming and they are praying for a sign mm-hmm. and a Christian being there on the sidewalk offering help and hope in the name of Jesus yeah. is oftentimes that sign. And with these 661, and that's just the ones that... That we've that we been able to, to count. Right, right. So many are saved that we don't even know about. Yeah. We won't find out about until we stand before the Lord. Yeah. It's, it's not about numbers. Yeah. Um, it's not about giving glory to us, but it is about giving glory to God. And you'll see yeah. in the Bible, numbers are shared. Numbers of people that come to the Lord are shared. Even the number of fish that were caught, mm-hmm. <laughs> 153 fish were caught mm-hmm. in one particular fishing uh, expedition mm-hmm. in the Gospels. Yeah. It was in the Gospel of John. We do a whole so podcast we, about we that. We did a whole, a whole podcast about important. that very thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do give glory to God. There's 661 yeah. plus babies that were saved yeah. nationally. And uh, that kind of brings us to what God is doing nationally in light of yeah. talking about um, Acts 8-1 and persecution arose and, and the message began to spread. And so what we were talking about earlier as far as love life and cities for life merging together, what was in my heart is raising up people, is in Justin's heart. 
So we began what we call Love Life America. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, if you guys want to check it out, uh, lovelife.org slash America is where you can find that um, there, a link to talk about. It talks about all of what we're talking about here, even describes what a sidewalk missionary is. Um, but what we had done is tried to ID and invite people to come here to Charlotte to get trained up to be sidewalk missionaries to bring Love Life to their city. Mm-hmm. And you were a part of mm-hmm. and still are a part of that training. And what we're doing is we're bringing them here to Charlotte. We're doing what we're calling our um, sidewalk missionary boot camp. Mm-hmm. And they come and they get trained up in our tactics and um, biblical, what we believe is biblical gospel-centered sidewalk right. counseling. Right. They get to observe all of the abortion centers. Sadly, there are many to observe here yeah. in, in Charlotte. So they get to observe many different abortion centers, how we... Uh, how we work effectively at each of these different kinds of abortion centers yeah. with, with different challenges. And, um, and then, the, then we, so we train them up and then we send them back to their city yeah. where they will hopefully be able to replicate. Yeah. Yeah. And at this point, city. I believe we've got um, about 25 sidewalk missionaries that we've sent out. So okay. we started training in July Mm-hmm. of 2020. Mm-hmm. And at, at this point, I believe we've it's 25. Four, right? We've yeah, done we've four done different four training boot camps. Boot camps. And uh, we've sent out 25 missionaries mm-hmm. into, I mean, we, we've got a guy Worldwide, in Fresno, even. California. Mm-hmm. We've got folks in Alabama. Yeah. We've got folks, uh, we've got a young lady in Virginia, young lady in uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, like you said, like you were about, about to talk about internationally, yeah, we have a young lady that's in Israel, so yeah. she's she's actually in the states now, but she's going back at that you know a couple of months ago she was in Israel doing pro life ministry in Jerusalem. Now things are a lot different there um, to do ministry. There's not abortion centers there. Well, there are abortion centers there, but they're actually kind of hidden, and it's kind of a. I think most of abortions take place in hospitals there in Israel. Um, so it's a bit of a challenge, but she's there and she's being faithful. We've got a, a guy in Ethiopia, Abram, and uh, we've. To me, it's been very rewarding. I don't know about you, but to hear their testimonies, to hear about babies that were saved. You know, it's kind of like um, the Apostle John talks about that. Uh, to see his children walking his children in the truth. Walk, uh, like, yeah, like, I mean, because and many of them are coming from some sidewalk experience, but not most of them, not a lot, some of them more than others, but where they're, they came because they felt that they were struggling in in seeing babies saved at their facility, and they go home after this training, and it's really exciting to see report yeah. after report of increased um Saves increased yeah, baby saved. It's yeah. just so exciting. Yeah. So I just got a video um, <gasps> from Abram in Ethiopia. Yeah. Now, Ethiopia is hard ground to till. Let Rough me tell place. you guys. Yeah. What's What's happening in Ethiopia, as far as on the pro life scene, is that abortion is actually illegal mm-hmm. in Ethiopia, and uh, abortions take place still. Yeah. Abortion's illegal, but from what I understand, um, you're. It's allowed in cases of rape and incest, right. and the doctor is not allowed to ask whether or not a woman is a victim of yeah. rape or incest. So they so just they go in asked. and they, anyone, they can't ask. Anyone can get an abortion. So anyone can get an abortion. Yeah. So Abram is there, and he's reaching out, and he has literature in his own language that he's handing out. Yeah. And uh, so... But we, he has no resources, so he had contacted us, you know, a few weeks ago, saying, "Hey, I, I don't have a mobile ultrasound unit. There aren't even pregnancy resource centers. No, there I don't aren't. think they're uh, they're they're 
is in any way to really raise, the churches aren't really yet involved, so yeah. there's no one to go to to help if a woman should choose life or even to offer, hey, we have resources to help you. Yeah. And so it's kind of, it's pretty, it's rough. This is a hard ministry field or mission field that he has gone to. Yeah. And then we get this video. Yeah. It's an awesome video. By the way, nicest guy on earth. Oh, He's yeah. such a godly Incredibly man. nice guy. Yeah. So we want to play this video for you guys. Uh, just so you can share in the blessing that we were able to share in. Good morning, guys. How are you doing? This is Abby Abram from Ethiopia, Addis Ababa. I'm uh, one of uh, one of the abortion clinic, the busiest abortion clinic here in Addis Ababa. And um, I just have good news to tell you. Uh, uh, there is a lady here. She sells coffee and the guards. This uh, abortion clinic guards. And I give them this literature. It's written in an American, my own language. And uh, and uh, one of the lady, I think last it was it was Friday, and uh, she she was coming for an abortion, and they gave her this, and they told her about uh, to about me to contact with me, and uh, told her not to kill her baby. So, and she turned around and she gave me a call. So I'm gonna go see her today. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely happy and excited. The first child is saved. Uh, it's awesome. God is good. And um, yeah, please keep praying. The Lord bless you. Bye. So you, you hear in that video, um, Abram is sharing the testimony of actually uh, God using the security guards to, Such a great uh, to hand out his literature. Now, how that all played out, I'm going to have to follow up with him on that. Because our security guards here are certainly not going to be handing out our literature. They but they shred our literature in, right, into pieces. Right, but it's following the same kind of theme of of God using sometimes those who maybe mean evil against yeah. God's people, yeah. and yet they're being used to promote His plan and His yeah. purpose. Yeah, and I know for him it was uh, it was pretty discouraging for a while. Yeah, like he got trained yeah. up. I believe it was back in. He was our first uh, one, or was he? He was in our second, so I believe, okay. believe he was in our September group. Okay. And uh, he went back uh, to Ethiopia. He actually was living here in, in the States, and he mm-hmm. was going to move like a couple days after the boot camp back to Ethiopia. He'd right. been here for like 10 years. Yeah. And he went, and he finally he had a hard time finding a place to stay. But anyway, so he started going out to the abortion centers, and he's seeing women go in and out, and... He has really at first didn't have anything to offer them. Then he made up that little brochure that he hands out and still was pretty discouraged. And one of the things that you and I are doing with the missionaries is not just training them, but we're overseeing them and encouraging them. And so we do a weekly call with them and just encourage the whole group. And you could tell he was pretty discouraged yeah, at, at a yeah. few points. But it, on that weekly call, in in his discouragement, he's saying, I have nothing to offer the women. And both of us had the idea, well, maybe there's a way to ship things to him yeah. for a baby shower. And we did a little digging. We've got a ba- our baby shower um, lady, Sarah, um, who is off with having a, well, she's had her baby now, her baby's getting a little bit older, and she agreed that she would oversee this because it is complicated. I found a link on Google where this, or yeah, I found it on Google where it is possible to ship things to Ethiopia through Amazon. So we could do a virtual baby shower. We could find out the need, ship the stuff, and we have offered that 
to him. And we're we're in the testing phase soon yeah. on whether this plan will work. We certainly hope it will, because now he's got um, yeah. a woman to offer resources to. Yeah, yeah. So. And you can just see in that video the joy... Uh, in, in Abram, you can hear yeah. it in his voice. Yeah. And it's it's joyful for us, too. Yeah, it is. Very exciting. Another um, situation is young lady, our uh, missionary in Roanoke, Virginia, right. Jenna, mm-hmm. who was pretty discouraged for, for some time, not seeing any babies saved. And it's, it's difficult where she's at. She's at a Planned Parenthood that's really off from the road. And uh, Planned Parenthood does do other things other than abortion. And so she was having a hard time finding, okay, who's even here for an abortion? Right. And even finding which days that they do abortion appointments, because mm-hmm. some days they don't do abortions. Like the one here in Charlotte only does abortions on Tuesday and Fridays. Sometimes that's hard to find out. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we um, actually sent Amanda, who's a local here that we raised up as mm-hmm. a uh, sidewalk missionary, up to support um, Jenna and to help her out with some of those things. And I think the first day that Amanda was there, Jenna saw her first baby saved. And actually, at that point, it was two babies two that babies. were saved. So on, on her first day of seeing any saved babies, there yeah. were two saved babies, which and, is awesome. Yeah, and I was overjoyed. I know Jenna was yeah. overjoyed. You could see Amanda her was overjoyed. Ear to, ear to ear, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so this is just kind of just sharing with you guys. God's using even this coronavirus stuff, even this difficult year, 2020, which has been hard for a lot of us and and it's, it ain't over yet, right? right. Yeah. Um, but man, God's doing stuff. These yeah. are just two yeah. of the missionaries. There's there's more stories that we could share. Yeah. We could go on endlessly. Yeah. Yeah. And so well, there's a God's third one that stuff. I do want to share in okay. Mali with with uh, one of our Sharon, one of our very loyal um, sidewalk counselors. And I've been doing this for eight years now, you longer. But I the most I've ever seen in a single day of women. Um, who have chosen life is eight. And that was an unbelievably exciting day. That was the most I've seen in my eight years. And apparently about a week ago uh, out in Raleigh, there were nine babies saved. And that is just unheard of. Yeah, and it seemed like to me. And there was only 21 abortions, I think. Yeah. So it's it's like close to half. Yeah, that's got to hurt their bottom line. Life. And it yeah. seems to me, now you may have observed it a little differently, and Sharon might correct us. If you're listening to this podcast, Sharon, we're, yeah. we're not trying to throw you under, yeah. under the bus and, and toot our own horn. But it right. seemed to me that after she had come, her and Greg had come here uh, to do the boot camp here in Charlotte, that the Lord, they were already doing a great work. So I'm not yeah, going to discount yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but it seemed like it went to the next level. Exponential, yeah. All of a sudden, there, there's, there's. I think it's rare for them not to see babies safe now. Yeah. Um, every day, so that God is on the move. God he is just is. clearly on the move. So, uh, the, uh, in 2020, now I we think we have estimated that there are 19 abortion centers that prior to 2020 did not have a Christian witness. And they're now covered. Yeah, because of God raising because up these sidewalk missionaries. One of the life. things that was our goal, once we merged together with Love Life back in May of 2020, mm-hmm. and uh, just really kind of, I really hit the ground running with trying to raise up sidewalk missionaries, yeah. put together boot camp, and figure out what all this looks like. And we're still working the bugs out of all of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But one of our goals was we want to see a Christian witness at every abortion center in North Carolina by the end of the year. There are 15 abortion centers in North Carolina, mm-hmm. um, and there was one here in Charlotte. Believe it or not, the pro-life Mecca, as some people <laughs> view it as, um, there was still one abortion center here that did not have a consistent Christian witness. Right. And God raised up Elijah, mm-hmm. who's now a faithful 
sidewalk missionary. He came out mm-hmm. of a pretty good job mm-hmm. to actually step out in faith and be a sidewalk missionary. So if you guys want to support uh, my friend yeah. Elijah as a missionary yeah. on the sidewalk, the brother's doing amazing work, raising up sidewalk counselors. He's out there every day. God is raising up teams around him. He's even to the point where, um, unfortunately, Planned Parenthood opened up another day where they were mm-hmm. doing abortions. They were only doing them on Fridays. Yeah. And then about a month ago, I believe, they started doing them on Tuesdays. Yeah. Yeah. But he's raised up enough people, Elijah has, that uh, he's been freed up to be able to go to Planned Parenthood yeah. and send some of his volunteers there. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm happy to announce that at this point, every abortion center, so um, Durham and Chapel Hill were two kind of breaches in the wall. There's a consistent Christian witness at those abortion centers now. So I I can say with with a high level of confidence that there is a Christian witness at every abortion center in North Carolina here in 2020. God has done it. Now, it's not all of life, people. Hey, listen, we we don't think we're – I think we are the best. What do you think? Well, I'm a little biased. I mean, a little biased. But (laughs) listen, as long as the gospel's going forth, people are doing – they may not like – Maybe they don't do it like we do it or whatever. Who cares? As long as they're doing it like God has called them to, and they're honoring the Lord and honoring His Word, I'm happy with it. So God is raising up people, whether it be love life people or otherwise, uh, to be a Christian witness to these abortion centers. And God's done it this year uh, to have a Christian witness at every abortion center in North Carolina. Now, the goal is with Love Life America, because we figured that there's about 700 abortion clinics in the United States of America. And I'm actually looking right now at a map that we have on the wall where we've gone through and identified on this map of the United States of America where all of the abortion centers are. And we put a little black pen. Actually, Elijah did this. Put a little black pen where every abortion center was. And then that that signifies an abortion center that we've not been able to identify a Christian witness. And there's about 700 of uh, abortion centers total. And then we went through and tried to figure out where there is a Christian witness, and we put a white pen instead of a black pen, so there's a consistent Christian witness there. And where there's a love life presence, we put a yellow pen instead of a white pen. Um, and I'm believing that God's going to fill this up, and that that would fill these black pens up with yellow or white pens. Yeah. And that really was the goal, that we think there's, there's about 700 abortion centers. We figure that about 70% of those don't have a consistent Christian witness. So the goal is, and it's a big goal, that by November of 2021, we want to see a Christian witness at every one of these abortion centers in the United States of America. And by again, by November yeah. 2021, so be praying for that, guys, because it's a yeah, it's a tall pray. order. But I believe the Lord's in it. Um, and why November 2021? I think there was a, a so reason for that. There date. is. So in uh, 1921, mm-hmm. when that's when Margaret Sanger kind of launched. And Justin tells it a little better than I do. He's done the history on this. But mm-hmm. in um, November of 1921, mm-hmm. the Margaret Sanger launched the National Birth Control League, which ultimately became Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. And that was the major push with the eugenics movement, the birth control movement, the pro-abortion movement. And so we want to glorify God and uh, just... Hey, this is what the Lord has done. Every abortion center that Margaret Sanger's ultimately and her ideology is the root of actually has a Christian in front of it now. Yeah. So again, a tall order. A hundred years later, later. God has done this work. So it's a tall order again, but God's doing it slowly but surely. We got people from all over the country, all over the world that are interested in becoming sidewalk missionaries. And so by God's grace, we're trying to raise them up. And and I I when you first said that, I thought, no way, but you know. 
Yeah, I think God will make a way. Yeah. But then the the last thing is that um, our Gospel-Centered Pro-Life podcast has continued every week without, I don't think we've missed a week, have we? We have not missed a week. We've without put an episode out every Thursday uh, morning, yeah. 5 a.m. is when I put them out there. Yeah. And uh, we've been able to cover all kinds of subjects, even remember the podcast we did with Ebony, yeah. who actually was going to New York to have a third trimester abortion right. and God used the yeah. coronavirus stuff and the scare from that to even change her mind yeah. and save her baby. Yeah. She actually testified, uh, gave her testimony at uh, the week 40 prayer walk that we did yeah, uh, just a couple of couple of weeks ago. Right. There was another mom in um as we're very close to the end of of 2020, which is I think Maybe the what we wish would happen with every single mom who who chooses life. She was out there today. Yeah. Um, she's someone who came a few months ago to abort her child, and met with Love Life people and and our counselors, and came on the Help Monroe uh, Pregnancy Mobile Ultrasound Unit out there, and um, she chose life, kind of tenuous choice rescheduled an abortion a couple days later and it was a hard fought battle for this woman she was um, she was not walking with God she didn't believe in God but anyway she uh, she ended up coming to the Lord choosing life solid choice for life uh, love life and partnering ministries helped her so much in so many areas she had a beautiful, child, a little baby who, I'm I'm not sure how old he is now, a couple months. Um, And and she uh, called today and said, could she come out? She wanted to come come out to the sidewalk and to speak to the women if possible and to speak to the people. She really had a heart to speak to those people that were ushering the women past us and not letting them speak with us and trying to dispel the lies that um, that these so-called pro-choice people were telling about us. And she was just, it was so magnificent. It was so wonderful yeah. to see someone who came to the very place where she had almost, well, it was actually a different abortion center. It was the one around the corner, but had come to the, the a, an abortion center intending to kill her baby and now brings the baby back with the intention to redeem the lives of other women in similar Desperate situations. It's pretty amazing. So, guys, we hope we haven't been bragging too much. But Uh, we have. I think we've been bragging a little bit. I think we're allowed. One day, one day a year, we can. Yeah, we can brag one day a year. We're really bragging on what the Lord has done. Exactly. Listen, I above all people, below all people. Maybe that's the more humble way to say it. Whatever. (laughs) No, my limitations, my frailties, my inadequacies, and that apart from the Lord's work. I would be nothing. I wouldn't yeah. be able to be effective on the sidewalk helping anyone. And so anything that, that we've shared with you guys, we're we're bragging on Jesus, if you can say it like that, yeah. <laughs> what the Lord has yeah. done. But he uses people. And we're seeing God use people all over the nation, all over the world to be a gospel-centered witness. And we hope that this podcast is an encouragement to you guys. This episode, we hope, is an encouragement. Again, we're not just bragging. We're sharing what God has done and glorying in what, what the Lord has done. And if you guys have any interest, you who are listening, maybe you're already involved in sidewalk ministry, but you want to get trained further, we would certainly be willing to get you plugged in with our sidewalk missionary boot camp if you kind of check the boxes and fit the criteria for that. Um, 
if you want to reach out, maybe you just got some questions or whatever about sidewalk ministry. Maybe God's stirring your heart and you've never been out on a sidewalk. We did a podcast months ago about your first time on a sidewalk and what that might look like mm-hmm. to help encourage people to be out there. So check that out. Check out our sidewalksforlife.com uh, website, sidewalks4life.com, where there's some equipping stuff there. And uh, we just hope that you guys are encouraged. We hope that you guys, even in spite of all the foolishness of this year and you know, not just corona, but the riots and racial unrest yeah. and political stuff, we hope that you guys are clinging to the Lord. And we're going to encourage mm-hmm. you guys to do that. So that we move into 2021, giving praise and glory to the name of Jesus. At the beginning of this year, at the beginning of every year, me and my family commit our year to the Lord, Mm -hmm. to serve Him. And I hope that you guys will commit your your year, 2021, to the Lord. Commit the the rest of 2020 to the Lord. It's not too late to do that. And get involved in some capacity at your abortion center. Be out there, pray, uh, reach out, and... uh, and share this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Above all yeah. things. No, just kidding about that. But do share the podcast. And uh, with that, I think we'll wrap this thing up. You can reach out to me, Daniel, at lovelife.org. You can reach out to her at Vicki at lovelife.org. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, God bless. gratitude I know it will cost me my life but nothing's too precious since I met you